We don't do that here. But the into the octagon yeah it was a great tragedy there's sports still recovering from it yeah it was all a, these years on it was ufc's 9-11 yeah <laughs> well actually ufc's 9-11 was khabib tony getting canceled for the fifth time due to covid tony ferguson yeah, yeah. they uh they tried <clears throat> to schedule that fight with khabib five times and it was either one of them got injured and the very last time COVID shut it down. I hope that uh, Tony Ferguson is counting his blessings with that one. <laughs> wow. Because there's not I mean, a whole lot of them uh, left but, as it is. <laughs> well, this was, well, this was, uh, he was still viable. This oh, was before okay. Gaethje beat the light. This is before Gaethje beat the lights out of him. Yeah, he was, he was definitely, there was, it, there was a big split, man. People thought Tony definitely had the style to beat him. I, I, I thought he did as well, to be fair. Well, yeah, it was like one of those things, like if I guess the good comparison would have been like Spence Crawford, where like where these guys want to work is the same place, but they do it different ways. So like. Khabib was obviously the chain wrestler, but Tony was very comfortable fighting off his back and going for a submission. So that's kind of where the the allure was. Well, shall we do the thing that we do? Excellent mm. intro. Michelle. Yes, yeah, it was on topic. So let's get rolling. It. We're back for finalies. Uh, sorry, I was in prison. Um, international drug trafficking is not good for your for your freedom and safety and health so don't do that uh this is the ultimate fucking casual my name is leo fresh out of the pen joined in my celebration of freedom with my buddies chief and nathan they're gonna school me up on what's been going on in the mma world while i was incarcerated i wasn't really incarcerated uh so first thing i some more news came out about the PFL uh, acquiring Bellator. So the integration strategy is uh, kind of how we expected it to go. So for the four, the uh, 2024 calendar year, Bellator is going to continue as a separate-ish entity. Uh, Bell they're rebranding it the Bellator International Champions Series. Uh, com with the other entities being like the PFL League series, uh, I think development, and then the European League series or whatever, or international leagues. That's what it is. Um, in uh, Bellator fighters are immediately available to fight in PFL, so they might start uh, pulling some of the, I guess, uh, lesser known talents there. Uh, the 2024 season for PFL goes as normal. And at the end of the year, when the 2024 season champs are announced, the Bellator champions will face the PFL season winners. So that's pretty fun. They did make it. it should be. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It should be pretty interesting to see how they, uh, the heavyweights in particular, stack up because whoever comes out of that is like Nganu's first victim as a PFL contender. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be the uh, the winner of the 2023 season, which we'll get to in a moment. But I'm not. Yeah, I think they might. Maybe they'll wait for the Bellator thing. 
don't know. Either way, uh, they made it clear that Bellator is going to be folding. They're just going to incrementally piece it apart as they absorb it. Oh, oh, uh, it's slightly related. The PBC on Prime is officially official. The, the rumor mill always was that it was going to happen, but I had never seen anything official or any any kind of official statements that it was underway. And But yeah, Tank versus uh, Isaac Cruz rematch is the first thing that they're going to do. That's pretty epic. I'm excited for that. I'm curious yeah, how, how they're going to do, like, because a lot of Tank's uh, financial success is pay-per-view sales and ticket sales. So ticket sales is not going to change. But I'm curious how they're going to change the compensation for non-pay-per-view fights if they don't have them, which I hope they don't, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, you wonder if, like, uh, they would do... I, I have a hard time believing it won't be a, a pay-per-view model of some kind, but I wonder, like, if you're a Prime member, you pay for Prime, do you get certain fights for free, like an ESPN Plus sort of setup, or is it, I don't know, something completely different? I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, DAZN does it too, So I, I and they were, their whole gimmick in the beginning was no more pay-per-views ever. Yeah, <laughs> Not been last long. Yeah, it didn't. So I expect that uh, maybe maybe Prime members will get a discounted rate or something. I don't know. I think that's what the zone does anyway. Uh, but let's get into the reviews here. Uh, so we last left off UFC 295. That was just over the horizon, and now here we are. Um. I counted the points total, so we'll get there when we get there, but uh <laughs> by knockout. Fucking called it. Nathan with the with the with the big dub there. Uh was the stoppage early? That's what I remember some people kind of were wondering, like not not that it was Which not one? uh Pereira versus uh Yuri Proska. Mm. Sorry. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Because it felt like one of those ones that was inevitable. At least that's what it looked like. And was it a matter of like the ref stepping in a second early because fighter safety, but people wanted it to go on because it's a championship fight? Yeah, I think because people still saw Yuri as, uh, you know, this was a vacant title fight, but people still saw Yuri as like the true champ. He never lost the belt. So you kind of want to give the champ the benefit of the doubt in that situation but like he did like partially go out for a brief moment and was trying to collect himself but like the very likely result of that was just he was just just going to keep getting hit yeah would have been stopped and, a few moments later right hmm. and i think we could i think we all agree that uh it's better to stop it a little early than like way too late oh my lord but which that will be getting uh, to one in a little that's bit that's what we call <laughs> foreshadowing kids yeah jesus yeah. christ uh all right so with that one uh one other thing is i saw that jamal hill was very quickly onto social media saying like i'll be beat up alex in a much more colorful language mm -hmm. 
Is that the case? Like, I don't know anything. I've never seen Jamal Hill fight. He's been out ever since I started watching. Well, he's just gone. He's just been arrested for beating his brother up, hasn't he? Oh, so my. What? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to be fighting for a title anytime soon, is he? I guess it depends if he's in Dana's good graces was, or not. I was about to say, when has that ever stopped UFC from throwing a guy into a high profile event? Well, he's not worth. He's he's not got any brand value of it. He's not going to drive pay per view buys. I don't see like with John Jones and Connor, you can kind of get it because they're guaranteed sellers, and even Lesnar as well with the steroid exemption. But Jamal Hill was a guy who got very fortunate with the way that he sort of looked into his situation with the belt. Um, I get the impression Dan would be quite happy just to forget that he totally exists. <laughs> yeah, especially because they have a burgeoning uh, star in Alex Pereira. I mean, the guys. Not been in the UFC very long, but every single one of his fights have been high high profile. And you know, Jamal Hill's good. I mean, I would I would favor uh, Alex over him, but I mean, he's definitely a live body in there. Is that like gonna be? Would it be a style mashup like a O'Malley versus Sterling? Where uh, if I'm not mistaken, really he. Chief, did he didn't he out wrestle Teixeira for a title? Yeah, that's how he. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how he got it. Basically, he sort of out lasted him to to some to some extent. And Leo, if you don't know much about Teixeira, he is like he was probably the best pure wrestler in the division, and Hill kind of was able to hold him down. So stylistically, there are problems there, but we've seen Pereira get a little bit better with his takedown defense. And so it's possible by the time they matched up, he's able to not get steamrolled. But it is, that's definitely a big feather in his cap that would give prayer issues. Hmm. Yeah, so it is kind of a, a striker versus a grappler. Well, that's fun. Uh, I don't know, remember if there was anything else noteworthy about that, but I wanted to jump uh, jump into the headline early. And, but... Well, there's, there's Aspinall and Pavlovich was on that card as well. Aspinall obviously beat Pavlovich off, what, two weeks' notice? Yes. I think it was, or a week's notice, something like that. But I wanted to go from um, the bottom up for the rest of it. Oh, yeah. All right, go on. So, um, it was uh, Diego Lopez versus Pat Sabatini. I have it here written as M1 because that was murder in the first degree. Hmm. Goodness hmm. fucking gracious, Diego, that's my dude right there. He's on his way. Another huge stoppage for him too. Uh, this is this is awesome watching him watching his growth and it's fucking meteoric. Um, Benoit Saint Denis gets the an, another murder stoppage. Matt Fravola in the first. It, this this card was phenomenal. All it five was. main event cards were knockouts, and they were like pretty dynamic knockouts. On top of that. Yeah, uh, Benoit. I liked. I liked the way he. I I don't know carried himself in the post fight interview. He was really. Uh, I don't know, seemed like a really good person. Just a generally good guy. Special forces in the French military. That's fucking crazy. Mm, all right. I didn't know this about her, but Mackenzie Dern grew up not far from where I did. So. That oh, show this is especially oh, painful then for you then. It is. I didn't know that. And I found out just as she was getting doing the ring walk, 
or the octagon, walking to the octagon or whatever. And they said, oh, yeah, she grew up in Glendale. I'm like, wait, you uh -huh. Glendale, California? Because that's typically what people mean. But nope, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, yeah, and she would have been at a rival high school at the same time I was in high school. A little younger, though, but still. So, yeah, this one hurt a little extra after that. Man, Gaethje does it, Gaethje does it right. Other Phoenix fighters are doing it right in the boxing world. And Mackenzie Dern, you had to drop the ball. God damn it. So with this win, does Andrade get put back into a title picture? Or or at least get back into contention? I mean, that that division's so thin. I don't think she was ever sort of out of title contention. It's one, it's one of those divisions that where oh. beating somebody in the top five can automatically mean you, you're probably going to get a title shot next. Um, and Andrade had the belt not long ago, didn't she? Yeah. Like That's two right. or three fights ago, I think. Yeah, she'll get a title shot, I imagine, in the next year or so, as long as she brings together another win, I think. I was thinking that like she was uh, one of those veterans on the downskid and was just kind of putting her... Her name was being put onto resumes while she's being cashed out a little bit. I think that is partially the case, but just yeah. the state of the women's division is, you know, yeah. you're not the the downslidden veteran is not far from being a contender after one <laughs> fight. So, oh, makes me think of uh, that one woman that beat up Holly Holm that one time. That was that was special. Um, I did mention I I noted that uh, Dern's strike defense was horrible. Oh, she can't strike for shit, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and just, I, I mean, move your head in a different direction besides no movement. It was uh, it was pretty pretty frustrating to watch. And But co-main event, Tom Aspinall gets the stoppage in one over Sergei Pavlovich. This was the interim heavyweight title. Uh... Miocic, uh, cry, cry a river, man, and I'm going to cry one with you because this was absolutely earned and maybe you got put on the back burner after this. Uh, Aspinall's head movement. Who is this guy's striking coach? Because his, his, his like boxing skill, his head movement, it's solid. Like He could step into uh, top 10, top 15 boxing event and he would probably hold his own i think he would anyway yeah he's um does he train at the same gym as darren till or has he i think i think he, he has i don't know if he, he currently does he uh he's had a professional boxing bout as well he's won and over versus a thomas bajaf i have no idea who that is but he does have a professional boxing bout on his record so i mean you Bang over your analysis there, Leo. He he does clearly box in something that he's been focusing on heavily for a long time. I, I thought on his on his head movement, I thought Sergey caught him a couple of times, and I he thought did. I thought it was sort of, yeah, I think it was more that maybe Tom hadn't had a full camp and he kind of just rolled off the couch as it were. It looked a little bit rusty, but he adapted quickly and he turned the fight around. And boy, did he turn it around in style! I mean, I was extremely impressed with him. I thought it was going to be a t I thought he was going to win, but I thought it was going to be a tough night for him. 
Yeah, and even with those shots he he had to eat, I mean, the one question I had about Aspinall was, what's his chin like? And he just got his chin checked by the guy you really don't want doing that, and he, he ate him. And, I mean, he really is a complete package at heavyweight. Yeah, I, that's this was kind of what we would have expected, though, right? Like, I think this was the hope that we had when Tom Aspinall came back from his injury. This is This was what his trajectory already was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you also just you hope he could realize his potential, but just just doing it in the way he did, like so soon, was like that was a little bit surprising. But he's had um, just just to give you some sort of analysis on him, he's had eight fights in the UFC so far. He's only been to the second round once. What? Once? Yep, he's been to the second round once in his eight UFC fight career. That's absurd. And that was a. Yeah, that was against Andre Arlovsky, who, you know, who's a tough old veteran as well. <laughs> Man. So it, with him having the interim title, uh, John Jones versus Miocic was the plan. How, do, how does that play out? Is Aspinall a big enough name to put Miocic on the side again? or? I, th- I think he is, but then uh, I, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but I think at the last press conference... Somebody asked him about this, and he said that the Stipe fight's the fight to make, and that they're still they're still going to try to. Which Jones, that is. Yeah, which when you've got an interim champ, I don't necessarily like that. I almost think that the next, if you've got an interim champ, the next fight you should make should be a unification. Yeah, to consolidate. But I, yeah, but I, I do understand why people want it because there's the Stipe legacy of him being the best heavyweight in the UFC and and such. But I. Personally, I wouldn't mind seeing John Jones go straight into the Aspinall fight. All right. So, last question on this one: If if John Jones takes Stipe instead and then retires without having fought Aspinall, does that at all tarnish his legacy? No, definitely not. It doesn't tarnish it, but it also doesn't really help him because you have to be realistic about what Stipe is these days. And sure. He's, what for, forty-two years old? He's Last fight, he was knocked out cold. He hasn't fought in three years. Like, you probably still consider John Jones the greatest light heavyweight of all time to this point. He's one of, he's probably on most people's Mount Rushmore's, but I don't think you could actually call him anywhere in the same breath as the greatest heavyweight. I mean, DC had a better heavyweight career. Stipe obviously had a better heavyweight career. I don't know how you could, you couldn't really put John Jones in that caliber. Would beating Aspinall put him in that caliber? The young, hungry lion? You'd have to start having some serious discussions about it. I mean, obviously, if he were to beat Nganu after that, that would really, that would be really, really impressive. But, uh, I mean, him, if he beat Stipe and Aspinall, that would be impressive. You'd have to start talking a little seriously. I think John having two wins over DC, who became double champ and beat Stipe for the belt. I think even though that was at light heavyweight, not heavyweight, I think we can all agree that John would do the same thing to DC at heavyweight that he did to him at light heavyweight. And I think that should give him a lot more credence on his record than maybe he currently has. Yeah, I did actually hadn't considered that. That is a that's a is a valid talking point, I think. Alright, anything more on UFC two ninety five? Alright. Last Bellator card before the acquisition. Bellator 301, 
There's only two fights I was going to point out. Um, Patchy Mix, whoever, I, that's a really strange name, but get after it. He beats Sergio Pettis to win the Bellator Championship. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, I guess. Kind of scrappy, but they both seemed like they were trying to get each other to grapple the other one, get the other one to commit to grappling first. But, yeah. Um, then the main event, uh, Yaroslav Amosov, the Ukrainian wonder. He was previously undefeated, and he got his ass beat. He looked off that night. Really slow. Uh, slow reactions, slow hands, slow everything. Yeah. But he seems committed to continue, so good for him, I suppose. Uh, 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 on the 18th of November, at the Apex, from the bottom up, I did take a lot of notes on this one, so. Miktebek um, Orobai is. He. Well I, th <laughs> this was his debut, I think. Or something, or like a second fight, or something. But yeah, um, it was kind of boring. Uh, Amanda Rebus versus uh, Luana Pinero. Amanda Rebus, herky jerky twitching, but her head is still completely fucking stationary. <laughs> and uh, they're both sloppy strikers. But Amanda Rebus gets the stoppage in the third. Fun. Peyton Talbot. Submits Nick Aguirre in the third. Chase Hooper, submission in one over Jordan Levitt. Leave it, love it, whatever. And Michael Morales, unanimous decision over Jake Matthews. Uh, I noted Morales had good, good hands. Um, over, I think it was over six inches of reach advantage, which is, that is a lot to overcome. Yeah. Oh, Matthews looks super tough. Good hands. He's crafty. And uh, he... He's a veteran as Jake Matthews. He's been around a while in the UFC. All right, that makes sense. Because like, he, he was uh, giving a lot of looks to Morales. Like, he was coming coming at him in a lot of different ways. And that, that was pretty impressive. Uh, monster nut kicks. Another cup echoing shot. Oh, I remember this one now. Yeah, okay. Uh, the guy from... Uh, he's from Ecuador. But he fights out of Tijuana. That's right. He's also undefeated, if I recall correctly. Um, I put I uh, sent you guys a pretty. I thought it was a funny little screen cap of uh, Paul Craig as he was on the ground, looking pretty distraught at uh, a yeah, Brendan Allen standing over the top of him. That one was rough. Um, wasn't there? Uh, Paul Craig got a cut on his head that was bleeding, bleeding pretty severely. Yeah, I believe he did get sliced up on one of the grappling exchanges. What happened? When did that happen, rather? I think it was at the end of the second. Wasn't this Paul Craig's... Uh, oh, no, not his debut, sorry. It was his second fight at middleweight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He looked good at the weight cut, though. He looked, he looked in good shape. Oh, Chase Hooper. Is I sent you guys a picture of him, like as he was getting the the choke locked in, he looks directly into the camera and sticks his tongue out. 
that was that was fantastic. That was a great move. Very fun. He's a funny guy's chair. He's uh he's had a few uh, funny interactions before. He went up to uh he look he looks like a uh, Ben Askren. He looks like he could be Ben Askren's son. And he went up to Masvidal and he was like pretending that he was, he was like, "Why did you knock my dad out like that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lean into it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, there was um, one point in the Al and Craig fight where they were they traded shots. And I remember the commentaries making a big fucking deal about it. But um, I think Paul Craig had got the he got the better of it. I remember that. So there you go. That's the fight night on the 18th. Oh, uh, told myself I was going to watch these and I absolutely didn't because I don't care that much. The PFL Finals was on the 24th of November. This was in D.C. I'll just give you the winners. Was, uh, Olivier Aubin-Mercier is the lightweight, I, I don't know, champion, winner, whatever. Uh, Renan Ferreira, he was the heavyweight. One of the ones that was being floated as uh, Nganu's next opponent. Larissa Pacheco wins the featherweight title. Magomed, Magomed Karimov, welterweight, wins that bracket. And Impa Kasanganai, light heavyweights, Jesus Pinedo, featherweights. There you go. Now, December 2nd, bottom up. Just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bad one when we get there. Uh, stop me if you need to. Oh, Dustin Stolfus. Stolfus? Yeah. Punahele Soriano. That was... I remember that being decently entertaining. Uh, Joaquim Silva gets to win over Clay Guida, who was a fan favorite. Uh, he's like 45 or something, they said. Been in the UFC yeah, for almost 20 years. He, uh, who did he have that batshit and uh, crazy fight with back in the day? Was it Frank Edgar? No, for not, I'm thinking of. Did he have a, or was it Gray Maynard or somebody like that? He had, a, he had an absolutely insane fight with him. Like they set the record for the like, amount of times that a fighter got dropped and then didn't get finished. I think it might have been Edgar. Oh, that vaguely rings a bell. That's pretty I'm wild. Yeah. It was, it was a long, it was like back in like the just bleed, like affliction, you know, like sort of post-punk days of the UFC. Yeah. Tap um, out shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tap out shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Grey Maynard, yeah. Well, that was the one. That was crazy. That, you should go back and watch that. It was a crazy fight. Clay Guida. Uh, so he seems like a career... I don't know if his career is going to continue. Like He's pretty old for... Uh, he seems like a, very much on the older side, even like if he was at heavyweight, where it doesn't matter that much. Still on the older side. He made his UFC debut in 2006. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, 2006. Yes, Goodness. and he was in he he was in he was in the WEC before that, and but the UFC bought WEC around that time, so you could sort of say officially he was already in the UFC. He was in Strike Force before that as well, so he's been around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was really entertaining, scrappy guy. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't sure that uh, Silva won, but whatever. 
that I suppose it doesn't matter for for Clay at this point. Uh, Sean Brady submits Kel Kelvin Gastelum, welterweights. Davison Figueredo beats Rob Font. Davidson. I was I was impressed. I, I thought Font was going to piece him up, and I was really very impressed with the way Davidson sort of figured his way through that fight. He's fought extremely smart and he looked good at not, the weight as well. Yeah, I was surprised. His he's coming up from plyweight to bantamweight, and his power is absolutely carrying up. Like he rocked Rob several times, and. He, uh, I didn't think this was funny. Immediately after the fight, he called out uh, Sean O'Malley. And that's like, he's only about 5'5". Five, five, so that's about like a 6, 7 inch <laughs> height disadvantage. So if somehow that fight ever comes to fruition, I want to see that. Uh, that would look a little insane. But I mean, really, really good intro to the division. Because Fonts, you know, he's been a perennial contender for a while here. Okay, so that answers my question going into it because it really seemed kind of lopsided when as it started. So I'm not sure. I wasn't sure well, if uh, what was what. Yeah, I mean Davidson was really good. He was destroying the flyweight division until he ran into Moreno, and then they had their quadrilogy. And even though Moreno got the best of him, I mean Figueredo still like a still really talented fighter. It just. Uh, you don't know when you jump up in weight, you know, the weight divisions are more spaced out than boxing is. So fighters can look really different when they go up in weight. But he looked right at home, honestly. He, he, yeah. he was a guy who always, he really struggled to make 25 as well. He, he always looked like death at the weigh-ins, did Figueredo. Whereas Moreno always looked a lot more co like comfortable at the weight than he did. So I think it's definitely a, a bonus for his career that he's, he's making waves up at 35 now. Uh, coming into this, I had their rankings at two and eight, Figueroa and Font. But was is that number mm -hmm. two for the previous weight? That yeah, that's the flyweight rankings. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they are now at eight and nine. So that's kind of fun. And Jalen Turner, Bobby Green. Easily, I mean, I, I assume we'll do this. Will come up again in a couple of weeks when we do like end of the year rankings. Easily the worst stoppage of yeah. the year. Oh, Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Disgusting. It, it, I um, I had no words honestly. Like I've seen bad stoppages in all directions. Yeah, this is easily among the worst I've ever seen in my life. Because um, he he was knocked out like what three or four times like out out he was out reasonably out enough to stop it as he hit the ground let alone yeah the hand the dozen mm -hmm. times that he got hit after that it's completely unnecessary it's the way the refs just sort of peering over him and that's like, the worst how part can you not see like you're in the perfect spot this guy's eyes are rolled into the back of his head and his body's completely limp like what like do you need to see his toes curl to know that he's out? Like what else do you need to see, Russ? He's waiting for rigor mortis to set in before yeah. he steps in to stop it. Despite look seeing Jalen Turner turn Bobby Green into a fucking bobblehead. 
unbelievable. I hope whoever that guy was, I I hope he's penalized. Dana said after. Dana said after. I think he's not going to let him ref again or something like that. Fuck. I remember rightly. Absolutely. He, he yeah. directly commented on it in the post fight and um, press conference. Yeah, completely unacceptable. You, I mean, fighter safety is kind of you're like the chief fighter safety officer, pretty much. Yeah, it's bad when you see a stoppage like this, and it would make like Mario Yamasaki blush. I mean, that's how <laughs> yeah. bad it was. And, oh, that's the, and yeah, that's obviously the guy you guys the, said. That's a... Yeah, and and that's like this is the worst, like one of the worst guys it could have happened to, because like Bobby Green, he's like almost in the spot Tony Tony Ferguson is in, but he hasn't completely fallen off. But after this fight, I mean, who knows? Like his I mean, last fight, he looked pretty looked pretty good, considering all things considered, he looked pretty solid. I remember that, and then because yeah, it's like, oh but, shit, he's back in the rankings. Well, oh no, what's gonna happen? Right, but at like forty years old, and or I don't know if he's forty quite yet, but he's, he's had over forty UFC fights. I mean, he's taken like plenty of damage. So this was just, I mean, really such an unfortunate fight. I mean, that could be the last time we see him in the ring. Wouldn't he's surprise a me as well. You know, he's he's not a guy who's going to, you know, wrestle to the floor and sit in position. He's a guy who will exchange with you. So he's a guy that's been taking shots to his head repeatedly, probably inspiring as well, you'd imagine, not only in fights too, so. He had yeah, this was, uh, way about him that was like uh, prime Roy Jones, like the hands down, kind of like. Loosey-goosey type. Yeah, moving yeah. his head like in your face, like you can't touch me. Let's go ahead and try. Except uh, Jalen Turner did try. And he succeeded. I think even uh, when Green went down, uh, I think Turner hit him like twice. And then he was like, kind of looked at the ref like, what? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> are we still going? Are you sure? Yeah, I remember him hesitating for like a split second. And that was... Uh, I don't know. Where, do, where and, does this guy live? Let's go egg his house or something. <laughs> And did you guys see uh, afterwards Sean O'Malley said that Jalen Turner should be arrested <laughs> for continuing to fight? Which, like, it's such a ridiculous thing to say. It's not his job to stop the fight. Like, his job is, well, his job is to stop it in a different sense than yeah. the refs is, if, if you know what I mean. He's in, his um, job is to end the fight, not stop it, if that makes sense. You're splitting hairs with wording, but mm -hmm. it's... Uh, yeah, I mean... Criticizing Jalen Turner for that. I mean, he's he's doing his job, right? I mean, and he's really and, young too, early in his career, early-ish, I guess. But yeah, that... the thing is mm -hmm. that, that that could affect a guy like Jalen because imagine you're a young guy in your career and you've just done that to a guy, and then you you're seeing all the backlash online after, and then you go home and you think, shit, what if when I'm Bobby Green's age, that some ref does that to me, and I get I get laid out like that. You know, like it's, it's not only that it's bad on Bobby's, it sets a bad example for the younger fighters as well. It's just a shit situation all around. There was a fighter, I remember they were doing a highlight reel of his where he was scoring, they kept calling it walk-off KOs, and like, he would kick someone mm -hmm. and then they would go down. They weren't necessarily out, like out cold, but it was really obvious, like, he, that you don't need to get hit anymore. You're done. If I let him hit you more, it's just going to be him teeing off on you. Let's not do that. And one time a ref didn't stop it. 
and he had to jump on the guy. He was the the big Aussie guy, the shoe shoey dude. I think it was. Oh, oh yeah, Tuivasa. Yeah, I think yeah. that was him that they were talking about that that was like that, and like in his more recent ones, I, I think he lost one of them because he didn't finish it after the the big shot to the face or whatever and the other guy and ended up recovering one of sean o'malley's fights went that way he thought he had a you know so-called walk-off ko and he walked away and the guy just got back up was and the, the fight green went hair on guy through. no that, uh, was, that was joe martino you're thinking of uh, they, they stopped that fight before the end of it didn't they stop it like the last minute before the end of the yeah so. yeah that was he was a literal like human sandbag in that fight yeah. that was another maybe questionable ref call i guess there's nothing questionable about this about this one though no definitely not uh, hmm. uh man i th i think you, you might be onto something chief like because uh turner was saying like they grew up in the same area so he was like he grew up looking up to bobby green a little bit and he's like man i just uh i might have i'd not i didn't just end his career but i um, you know, moved up his CTE like five years. You might have taken ten years off his life where he's going to know who his kids are or who his family is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, um, it's unfortunate that we're the like the the referee took stole the show, but it not in a good way. This isn't Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. Uh, all right, main event. Um, I I um I don't have a good analogy for this one, or like a, anything uh clever to throw out, but just goddamn, <laughs> Armand Saryukian gets the stoppage win. How quick did that happen? Like a minute and a couple seconds over Benil Darius. Minute four seconds. Yep. Yeah. People people making a big deal out of the fact that uh, Darius should look so good at the weigh-ins and that he'd. The first time he'd ever used a nutritionist to cut the weight and it looked so good and then he went in there and he just got absolutely mollywhopped in like no time at all. He looked really I remember him looking really like timid coming yeah. in coming into doing his walkout and you know, when they bring them to the center of the cage and as they walk up to each other to do the little dap hands, like he he looked like he did not want to be there at all. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair to him, I mean, he just came off of getting brutally knocked out by Charles Oliveira, and then it just happened again. So maybe he yeah. showed Armin a little too much respect there. But either way, I mean, talk about like a fall from grace for this guy was potentially, you know, Islam was calling him out like he wanted to fight Dariush next. And two fights later, you're like completely out of the contender picture. Yeah, he's, he's lost two wins before these two losses were Gamrot, who's one of the sort of biggest prospects up and coming in that division, and then the ghost of Tony Ferguson in twenty twenty one. You know, so he was he was in an amazing place up until June of this year when he lost to Oliveira. He was like you say, he was probably gonna fight for the belt, but I'd, he's probably finished now, Darius if we're honest at the top level. I mean maybe he gets kept around as a gatekeeper, but he's thirty four years old. He's just lost to, you know, maybe a fringe top five contender in Sharukan. And he lost to Oliveira before, who's probably going to fight for the title next. I don't really see a path back for Darius, if I'm honest. Yeah, he's 100% like a gatekeeper now. And, I mean, 
when you get knocked out like that once period i mean it, it does change you and for him to have back-to-back losses like that i mean this guy could just turn into a glass cannon if he gets to match the wrong matchups that's what i'm worried about for him Mm. Oh, I uh, noted he he his uh, walkout song and everything. He used Seven Nation Army, and I only pointed out because he sounded like Golovkin to me a little bit. <laughs> that good guy, like, oh yes, I respect him. I, I love. I will go to his family's house and say hello. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, but he yeah. does like have that kind of vibe about him. Yeah, like that good guy kind of. This is just sport. I still, you know, he, Darius is great and all that. Uh, anything more on this fight night um, besides fuck the ref and Tyson Fury and the ref, but also Tyson Fury? Uh, no, I don't think that's it for me. All right, then. Uh, point totals as of a few two days ago were 43 to Chiefs 50. I have a I have a trophy picked out. I'm getting I'm almost ready to get it engraved. Still looking around maybe just in case I find another design that I like better. Is there another fight night to go before what the end of the the show must be at least two. one more. There's one there's, this weekend, isn't there? Two. Two, two cards. Mate, I, I might not win. It, yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. That, there's uh, a chance. Got to so, be on your game on these picks. So, uh, for our review block or preview, we're going the December third to the sixteenth. Why am I being alerted for that conversation? Um, all right. So, really quick, one fight night on the eighth is um, a bunch of names from one. It's a uh, Muay Thai. The entire card is Muay Thai. Um, Edgar Tavares, he got knocked out by uh, Rod Tang not too long ago, so that's fun. Uh, all right, December 9th. Oh, December 8th, one thing. Uh, I have to mention there's this, uh, this card by uh, it's a boxing card by Del Sol Promotions. It's in Arizona. I'm going to be there. Press section is going to be awesome. Uh, Mickey Scala, if you don't know him, you should. Fantastic 154 prospect. Uh, we talk about him a lot. We'll be talking. I'll be talking about him more uh, throughout the week, in uh, the next day or two. So that's kind of fun. All right. Oh, uh, Nathan. The, the the what was the name of that club in like Irving? Like something Junction. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the guy that runs those events got back to me. So the next one's in March, if you're interested. Okay, yeah, sign me up. Smoke in the city, they call it. <laughs> Whatever, get get after it, dog. <laughs> All right, um, you, uh, UFC Fight Nine. This one's at the Apex. It was originally billed. It was going to be in Singapore. I don't know why it got changed. But you can tell, like, there's a lot of um, Asian fighters here, so... Uh, from the bottom up, uh, middleweights, Park uh, Jun Young. This is the Iron Turtle versus Andre Muniz. Nasrat Hakparast versus Jamie Malarkey. Uh, last time I mentioned him, cut in that Band of Brothers. Malarkey slang for bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so this dude is Chinese. 
but he has one name, Sumu Derji. I don't know. Alan Nascimento, flyweights. Anthony Smith versus Khalil Roundtree, light heavyweights. And Song Gyadong versus Chris Gutierrez, bantamweights. I think I definitely want Roundtree as a pick. Mm. I have to take Man Roundtree. Event. I have to take Roundtree yeah. as well. Anthony Smith of... is he was a uh, kind of lackluster, but he in his last one fought, but he oh, improved been lackluster in like his last three fights. Oh no! Yeah, he could have been champ if he'd have took the coward's way out. Remember against uh, Jones? Oh, that's right. That's what it was. If he took the disqualification, yeah, he'd have been light heavyweight champ. Um, but fair play to him for not doing that. Um, he does a lot of commentary work with the UFC as well. Like he's on the desk quite a lot if he's not working. On the broadcast, sorry, not the desk. Um, I think I think he's probably got a job for life. Dana probably he probably got into Dana's good graces by not taking the um, disqualification. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go song you. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. This the top two fights. I have to go with Song as well. There's not doesn't seem like a lot of debate around there. Like like Song's gonna take care of business and probably. Probably submit, Chris. I guess I'll put it, my vote down as a submission win. All right. Um. Anyone want to hit up uh, Iron Turtle? Just everybody throw your hats in for him, because with a name like that, Monkey King, Iron Turtle. Please. Are you allowed to say Monkey King? Uh. Sorry. Yeah. Is that why allowed? Not? Yeah, I don't see why not. He's a. Uh, who's what was that? Uh. Orangutan and Georgia, the, or not Georgia, Jungle Book. Who is that? Uh, all right, never mind. All right, I just the top I know two. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know you're about. You know, it's just a long time since I've seen the Jungle Book. King Louie is his name. That's the guy. There you go. That's the, that's him. Absolutely. Um. All right, but anybody else besides besides the top two? Uh, I'll take. Yeah, probably just the top two. Those are probably the only ones worth. All right. Thrown in for. Uh, all right. So that's that. And December sixteenth is. Did did I did one of you guys send a rumor about this? Yeah, it hasn't been substantiated yet. Um, Covington was meant to be out, but I don't think it's been confirmed by anybody yet. All right. So we'll continue as it's as it is. Uh, bottom up, we have Alonso Menafield versus. Dustin Jacoby, they are ranked 14th and 15th at light heavyweight. Josh Emmett versus uh, Giga Chad, 6 and 8 at featherweight. Uh, Vicente Luque, 8th versus Ian Machado Gary at 10. Who was um, talking shit to Gary? Uh, who uh, Dylan Danis was. The, was. Uh, the entire internet, pretty much. <laughs> that, that too, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, based on that, I'm going to have to go with Luque. Based on, on the shit talk. Yeah, it, Ian's a bit of a weirdo. It seems. As much as of a weirdo as he is, though, and I, it hurts me to say this. I think Ian's gonna win by knockout. Um, Luke, he's my boy, man. I I really enjoyed watching his, you know, his UFC career. He's had a lot of exciting fights, but he is he's on the back nine for sure. And I think I think Ian's gonna put him away bad. 
I've got the seven points to play with no matter what happens <laughs> on the week before, so I can afford to like pick my favourites here and it doesn't really matter. Who was the guy that got that to- uh, Tony Ferguson is facing uh, Patty Pimblet? This is Patty the Baddie? Is that this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only one person to support you, Nathan. If you go for Paddy, I'm not going to be I know. I, I'm going with Ferguson out of uh, out of principle here. There's no <laughs> yeah. trophy. There's no trophy worth winning if it involves Paddy winning here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is who was it that fought recently that Paddy had beaten? That Nathan, you were going to pick him. It didn't. Oh, it Levitt. Didn't Jordan Levitt. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. God. oh. Uh, yeah, Patty seems like a, an interesting character. Uh, right. Interesting is maybe not the word I'd use, but uh, uh, yeah, you're a better man than me. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be diplomatic, I suppose. Because uh, next week we have Patty, special guests. That's not true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, moving along, Shavkat Rachmanov is fifth, ranked fifth for Steven Thompson at Such sixth. a good fight. This is the Wonder Boy guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I want Wonder Boy to win because I love his fighting style, but he's old and Shavkat's the new breed, isn't he? I, I can't see anything but a Shavkat win. Yeah, I don't know. I'm t- I'm so torn. Like Shavkat, I mean, he's definitely seems destined to become a champion. I mean, he's got everything, but like, and this is not just me jockeying for points here i think we'll see one more wonder boy masterclass so put me down for a thompson decision i hope you're right i honestly do i hope you're right uh all right this is uh co-main it's the flyweight title uh alexander pantoja versus brandon royval who is ranked fourth I'll be totally honest i didn't know about pantoja before he won the belt i don't know about brandon royval so Sign me up for Pantoja. Yeah, I'll go for Royval. I'm pre- I, I'm also the same, but also indifferent. I really don't give a fuck about these two manlets. <laughs> and the main event, welterweight champion Leon Edwards versus number three ranked Colby Covington. This is a tough one. This. this became more tough now that with this Colby injury rumor that seems to have some legs. Um... I don't know. Back when we talked about this after Leon won, won against Kamara again, I was still leaning toward him. But, I mean, if Colby's on his game, he is, like, all sorts of problems for Leon, right? Like, I'm not just imagining that. I mean, he is, but I think he's got better cardio than Kamaru. But we've also seen Kamaru handle Colby twice. I mean, handles us maybe a slightly strong adjective, but... He did. Kamaru beat Colby both times pretty comfortably, I'd say. Like Colby had his moments. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. Leon so Leon so effectively neutralised Kamaru's grappling game as well back in March. I just I can't I can't see a world where he just won't do the same thing to Colby. Um, and Colby doesn't have the biggest well, power in his hands either, so he's not going to win the fight that way. Yeah, I mean, if he does win, it's going to be. Through a, a mix of chain wrestling and you know combination punching, like racking up points. Yeah. Um, just, the the thing that that is weird about Leon is that you know he he re- or Kamara wrestled fine and struck fine with Leon, 
uh, in the first fight and it, he he lost obviously from that head kick in the second fight he really you know didn't wrestle all that much like i think we were expecting some kind of wrestling master class and maybe part of that was due to leon's uh you know takedown defense improving or him just being prepared for it but i mean that was still a weird fight from kamara that wasn't really what we yeah. expected so i i don't know how to evaluate uh colby's chances you know what Joe, i'll make it easy for you i'll go colby you'll go colby <sighs> yeah I'll, I'll remove any nationalistic pride out of it i'll go for Colby. plus i do kind of like colby's character as well i like what he brings to the ufc it'd be great to see him as the proper champ the triple c it would be colby americant covington (laughs) 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 see i've just been prepping myself to take colby but now i've got to take leon if i want points (sighs) yeah but it doesn't even even it doesn't you can't win on this one anyway because i need to even it doesn't matter what happens the week before i'm still going to be a seven points ahead regardless because we picked the both same fighters I haven't even made seven picks here to be right about. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I might that. be stuck here unless I pick Leon to win by knockout and I get three points. So put me down for that. Yeah, Shit, yeah go for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shinada said recently on our last uh, B-Sides episode that uh, safe picks don't make headlines or safe predictions don't make headlines. So keep that. In, I guess. Uh, I guess that's what we're going for here. Uh, that's it. That's the last card of, um, last UFC card of 2023. Um, Bellator doesn't have anything until it restructures. And, uh, there's another, I think there's another one FC card on the 22nd, I want to say. But, uh, yeah, that's the Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, I guess if, I don't know if we're going to meet before then, maybe just after the 16th and then. That's it for the year. Well, yeah, right? the next, we, the next one we've got down is the seventeenth, so we'd be reflect, so we'd literally be re- like waking up and then reflecting on the night before. So, or maybe maybe we just do what we've done today and do it on Wednesday if that suits everyone. Like, give a couple more days to catch up on it. That's fine with me either way. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm 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 good. I don't start my new job till after Christmas, so like I'm pretty free and easy to watch as much fighting as I want now. Oh, without a lot of weight on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, where is that Leon uh, fight happening? Is it in the U.S. or the U.K.? It's at the T-Mobile the US. in Vegas. Yeah. T-Mobile. Okay. Yeah. Well, if we're all around, we ought to jump on a on a call for that. Get our reactions to oh, uh, yeah. the live happenings for the last card of the year. Yeah, that'd actually be pretty good. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Expect... Uh, Donald Trump's gonna be there, and uh, Colby Co- Colby Covington's gonna kiss the ring. He's he's not just gonna kiss the ring. He's gonna like kiss the ground he walked on. He's yeah. gonna go up and like kiss his boots. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna take that one any further. Um, oh wait, wait, I, hold on. I gotta take a little bit further. Uh, if Colby wins, do we get like a full blown like Trump? 2024 re-election speech like in the ring oh he brings in trump so. to do the to do a speech yeah for that's him. what i'm thinking oh god <laughs> damn <laughs> that is not out of the realm of possibility the thing is right is you americans are going to be really conflicted because either you go, you don't want trump that's happened for trump but equally you don't want a british guy knocking out your american and 
putting all those puns to bed. <laughs> so it's gonna be a tough one yeah, for you like, guys. What, what kind of patriot do you want to be? I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you a red coat? Or are you fighting for the fucking colonies here, dog? You're gonna have to make your choices. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Trump going into the <laughs> octagon and just getting on the mic and fucking riffing. Best champion, was, most uh, big, beautiful belt, most beautiful champion ever. Was it the two? Was it the one we were on about earlier with Pereira? Did um, they brought Trump out at that? And I, I remember I saw a clip of Rogan afterwards, and he was on his podcast. He was making a big deal about how the crowd went absolutely insane when Trump walked out. And then I watched the footage back, and it's like barely like twenty people cheering for him. Embarrassing how that how they try push the agenda through Dana, isn't it? Uh, maybe they're hoping for preferential treatment and not having the well, the Ali Act extended to MMA. Well, he's a Republican as well, I think, isn't he, Dana? Dana and, but, and um, Trump are like fucking homeboys. Yeah, so I can I can see why they uh, you know why he pushes that narrative. Yeah, maybe uh, Colby Covington can propose to Trump. And they can get married. <laughs> uh, regardless, that week's press conference is going to be amazing because, fingers crossed, Colby doesn't pull out. You're going to have Ian Gary sat either on the front row or the back row and Colby sat on the opposite row somewhere. And you know full well he's going to bring up the, the cook stuff. You know you know full well he's not going to be able to do it. He's not oh, going to yeah. hold himself back. It should be really entertaining if... Guys, if you don't watch uh, UFC press conferences, at least tune into this one, or at least the highlights. This will be worth it. Yeah. Uh, for If nothing else, Colby Covington is quite a character. So there's that. Yeah. It, the entertainment value is there a little bit. Um, anything Anything else before we wrap it up here? Um, yeah. Somebody brought this up in the in the server. Is that Roy Jones' Tommy Fury fight actually happening, or was that just somebody pulling my leg? That is what disgusting yeah that's horrible it would not that's the first time me, i've heard to this but no please for the love of god do not do that right two days ago oh no that's some crappy huge so the 27th this is the sun newspaper which isn't exactly a credible source but tommy fury in talks to fight with boxing legend roy jones hmm. How... i hope it's not right well this okay, is okay there's a there, there's a, a, a legit-looking TikTok video where they're, like, shaking hands and apparently saying they're down to fight, which, I mean, it's okay. it's a TikTok video. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but the fact that they're even, like, shaking hands is kind of gross. I wonder, is it, does this have the same feel as Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington? But the problem I have with this is, do I root for proud Russian citizen Roy Jones oh. or do I go for the British guy the traveler background and all I um run Roy oh, fuck's sake man fucking tarnishing this legacy <laughs> I think the correct decision here Leo is just not to watch if it if it does yeah. happen Yes, I say I could say that until I'm blue in the face, but I know that I'm going to watch it anyway. So I, I'm not going to make any illusions about it. Uh, I don't know. I guess the uh, the special relationship of US UK. I'll have to go. I'll have to ride with that. I don't know if I can 
in today's climate, cheering for a Ruski, not in a. It's not in the cards. Mate, for we me. might not be a country. We <laughs> might not be a country much longer. Like inflation and everything's so bad here. We might we might be like Argentina in a few like oh. a year's time or something. Fuck it, we're using the dollar. We're out of here. Yeah, exactly. Abolish the banks. Let's go. Hey, I'm here freedom for units. it. <laughs> yeah, freedom units. That's the perfect name for a currency. Uh, all right, let's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Did no. it just turn political? <laughs> no, no, that's a, it's completely fine because actually that uh, it's a good tie into some of the plugs. Um, so last night we recorded our domestic Progressive Patriots political show where tonight we're doing uh, worldwide topics and uh, Argentina is going to be on there. So there's that. Um, B-Sides Boxing mentioned that one. That one's already up. And... I don't know. I don't know if the other ones are... If you want to see what else... We got a video games thing in the works. Not going to be dropping in 20, oh, yeah. in, until 2024, though. So um, keep your eyes on lvxmedia.net. That's where all of this stuff is. Anything your heart desires is there. Uh, even uh, Colby Covington, Donald Trump fan fiction, if that's what you want. Uh, internet stuff. Social media posts. Interacting with those helps. It, uh, it highlights the posts, which in turn highlights the, the shows. But what would help the most is rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen. Uh, somebody on um, Apple Reviews is in love with Nathan. So that that's kind of fun. Oh, is that so? Yeah. You're going to have to send me some evidence of this. I need to see I, this. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that pretty quickly. Uh socials are LVX Media Net on everything. If you can't find me, I'm not on it. Um, contact options. Fucking good. You could go through the social media path. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, hit the ultimate fucking casual button. Email and phone number. It's anonymous and unattended. Uh, merch designs. We still don't have any for ultimate fucking casual. I, we, we had uh, shopped some ideas, but I don't, I don't remember us landing on anything to take and run with. So, but still, there's a uh, stuff if you want to take a look. Oh, we got an order already. I'm really happy about that. Order number one. That's great. Uh, all right, parting words, panel plugs, if you have any. Mm, no, I don't think I do. Uh, so I've got a, a little uh tweak to our, our normal outro saying but i'm gonna say fuck tommy fury this time oh instead of our, our normal oh. one <laughs> yeah fuck tommy fury the entire fact, fury you know, clan fuck, fuck all the furies aside from huey huey's the only semi-okay one the rest of them can go suck a dick shades of ali what more could you want <laughs> All right, uh, if there's nothing else, that's going to do it for this episode of Ultimate Fucking Casual. 